0: Hi and welcome to Genuine. It's so awesome to see you guys uh, here back in the studio. We actually have a live audience with us today joining us uh, three, three bleachers deep. Uh, Ross is waving at him right now. He's joining the, he's sitting down right now. Ross, how are you? Good morning. Doing good. A little tired today. Why are you tired? What happened? Nothing. Just keep going.
1: Just a rough day. (laughs) Uh,
0: Rich, Rich, you're here too, right? I'm here, yes. Cool, great. We also have a a guest joining us. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. My name is Ed Ford, and I'm glad to be here. Sweet. Yeah. Let me well, let me yeah let me say so, a couple so, things so. about
2: Ed. Wait before you start. Okay, Ed, go Because right? <laughs> that, that, I could give Ed a far better introduction than um, than you guys. What than the intention anyway. But Ed is um, in in a very short amount of time a very dear friend of mine. Uh, when I met Ed, some almost two years ago. He had a huge impression on me. We're, kind of where we're talking about today in this podcast has a little to do with it. But um, uh, I love Ed, and I just love the way he follows Christ. And um, I'm, I'm I'm honored to be uh, to have an opportunity for us three to talk to him and learn from him. But also, he's got a great voice for what we're talking about today. And I guess you can introduce that topic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So today we wanted to take a look at one of the more divisive topics. Um, kind of when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to living a, a genuinely Christian life. Um, Blending, but well, not necessarily blending. Um, we'll say that uh, what's the word? I guess coping. A lot of people have a difficult time coping their religious values with their political values. Um, finding the truths that they've learned through the Bible, and and also trying to determine what feels right for them politically. Um, for you know, what does the Bible say about who we should vote for? What does the Bible say about like you know where where should we be in this? extremely divisive uh, system that exists right now in America where it, it's very much like an us versus them very finger pointing k- kind of system. And so we're hoping that uh, Ed, you're going to be able to shine some light on that um, specifically because of your background. So like can you can you t- tell us what you what you do right now, what you've been doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently sitting on the Middletown uh, Common Council. I've been elected uh, since 2019 and prior to that was elected to the Board of Education in 2017. So I've been involved in politics now for, yeah, the past like five years. And have done so at a young age which is not normal but sure absolutely <laughs> it has given me a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience and just how to do this as i'm growing right and as i'm navigating my faith and, mm. and everything at and the it same ages time you as well right yeah it, you. it does it, does. it, does. Jaded now. it, it, it definitely <laughs> yeah i get that it, it definitely puts some years on you um but you know i, I definitely have can say I've learned a lot and, and gotten where I'm at by the grace of God and I'm glad to discuss that today definitely is
2: that how you got your um, that opportunity to speak when I met you at that it was Juneteenth it was, it was really like I said a couple years ago when I think you know things were really heated it was um, yes. a very difficult time especially for your community and I think uh, and when we went there uh, to support um, that, we—I remember your voice, and I said this to you in person. But your voice, and the way you talked about Jesus, and in a moment, what I felt you had—you could have—and you, we talked about this, you could have said a, a lot of harsh things, especially to—I'll to, say honestly—to the—to to the ignorant white, and it's not all white, but, and, you know, the people that were just, like, not getting it, not understanding mm-hmm. it, but you, mm-hmm. your voice was so loving and so inspiring to me, and that's really why I reached out to you. I was like, I have to get to know this guy, because the way he follows Jesus is nothing like anything I know. When, and then when I learn you're in politics, I'm like, how does he do that? Because that can get really messy, right? So Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I that was a, a very meaningful day in my life. Yeah, so. I
0: remember hearing that. I remember going to that event, and then— kind of when when we got to the portion where people were speaking i was like you know i'm really glad i came here this was awesome this was great and then you know, after your speech is what i'll call it i was just like this just became a can't miss event mm-hmm. for me and like people still talk about it yeah. people still t- and i think one of the i think one of the coolest one of the best parts of it for me um as someone in the in, in the gay community i think when people say when people start with like I'm a pastor's kid or I have like a religious background. People get on edge so fast because there's so many preconceived notions with that. The way that you started with quite possibly the worst possible thing you could say in like a yeah. public setting where you're really <laughs> trying to pull people in, right, with that, and then you used it for such an it like such an impassioned, concise and well put together like speech was so cool. Was so cool and also Thank just you. showed yeah. like this feels like a community turning point, yeah. And that was that was deeply impactful to me. So yeah. definitely, definitely, that's like yeah. I'm glad that you're here speaking. I
1: appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So I, I mean, personal question, just curiosity. What would you? How did you get to where you are? Like so young? What are you
1: like? Twenty five? Yeah, I'll be twenty five later I this year. I hate that. <laughs>
0: I hate that, and because I'm going to be twenty six in May, and it makes me feel like jittering now i'm like all right i gotta do something i gotta get on a board
2: take your time i gotta i gotta call someone yeah what were you doing when you were 25 rich (laughs) that was a long time ago yeah nothing none none of the things you three are doing that's for (laughs) sure i wasn't changing (laughs) the world so So
0: was there like a singular point in time Is there like a singular thing where you were like this is this is what changed or, or this is what happened
1: Yeah, you know, I I think for me, it started in high school. You know, I had a a dear friend of mine who, um, you know, he ran for just a student body class officer, right? A student body president position. And I ran with him for student class vice president. And through that year, it allowed me to just be of service, really have a heart and develop a heart for service for my students, uh, my fellow classmates as we were students at Middletown High. And Through that year, it really opened my eyes and saying, like, you know what? Why can't I do this on a citywide level? Why can't I do this on a broader level and give back to the community that I grew up in? Um, You know, yeah, I'm young, but the problem is we don't have enough young people involved in the first place. So for me to get involved is perfect. We need to start getting involved. So I threw my hat in the ring um, maybe my second year of college and was like, Let's go. Let's do this.
0: And what was that ring like? Did you meet like a ton of backlash immediately? Was it super difficult to get in? What was that first year like?
1: You know, you definitely experience a little bit of both the embrace and then also the backlash. Uh, I experienced a lot of people who were like, yeah, go get them. Go ahead. You know, you got this, Ed. I'm, I'm supporting you, voting for you, all of that. And then there's some people who are like, what are you doing? You're yeah. You're, you're young, you're a kid. I mean, what do you know? What Literally, people would say, like, what does he know? Mm-hmm. He hasn't lived life yet. You know, what does he have to offer? Um, and so that for me just fueled me even more. And I was like, you know, it's not just me that has a lot to offer. It's my entire generation that Absolutely. has a lot to offer. So um, we're going to show you. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> we're we're going to show you what we have to offer and, and bringing our voice to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Was there a concern, uh, based on being a Christian, getting into politics and how you felt like that would fit in? And, um, and was there any obstacles initially when they found out you were a Christian or maybe even the words coming out of your mouth
1: that they personified that you were a Christian? Yeah. You know, like you said, there's always a preconceived notion when somebody finds out that you're a Christian, it's all already, they have an image in their mind of, oh, this is how you, how you are. <laughs> and this is what you believe and how you're, what you're like on a daily basis. And, um, You know, for me, I did face some of that, some of those, you know, uh, stereotypes. But, you know, I really wasn't concerned because I knew that my faith was going to guide me and that the Lord was going to guide me in making the right decisions and being able to connect with the right people and and that this is going to be a success for me. And that even if I did fail, that I'm failing forward and that God is going to catch me and that I'm going to be okay, that I'm not going to lose that, 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 that faith and that passion that I have of why I'm even doing this in the first place again, which is to serve people. So, yeah, yeah. I
2: think my, what, uh, some of the questions we were talking about, I thought, I thought one of them, um, and I Ed knows actually all three of you guys know, I'm not very political at all, but my, own, my um, and shame on me for thinking this, but I always wondered, like, can a, a real devout, strong, believing in love with Jesus, I mean, really lives it out. Can somebody really go far in politics because of, and this sounds terrible, but you know, like the, I don't want to say it's all crooked, but sometimes you know, like, "Hey Ed, can you do this for me?" I know you don't agree; that's not part of your faith, but you do this for me. I'll do this for you in the long run. Um, Like, do I don't think anything's impossible, obviously, with 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 Christ
1: involved. But what is your take on that? Do you think it's far more difficult? It is difficult. I'm not going to lie. For anybody who's looking at getting into politics, you have to be ready to take the hits. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready to take those approaches. People coming to you offering you, you know, oh, you know, you should vote for this or you should vote for that. And they're going to want to strong arm you. Right. But um, at the end of the day, if you walk into it with that expectation and you know that there's going to be hits coming your way and you're standing firm on your faith, I believe you can go far. I mean, you might have to wait, Little bit longer, everybody wants to rise to the top quickly, they just want to get to the next position and run for the next office. That's the biggest complaint about politicians, anyway, right now is you just want to get to the next office, yeah. But, but honestly, yeah, really, like you have to uh, really just walk into it with the expectation that hey, I'm gonna get tempted and I'm gonna be strong armed here, Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna give in, I'm going to stand my ground, and I don't care if it takes me how long. Um, I know I can go far because it's about making a change at the end right. of the day. It's, it's not about, about like
0: mindfully keeping track of your goal. If, right. if your goal is advancement, personal advancement, right. you're going to get goofed up, right? But if your goal is specifically, you know, how can I serve my community? How can I serve people?
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And
0: also, I love what you said about keeping it in mind that this is going to happen, right? Don't right. be surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't be when shocked. When these things happen. I think the same thing comes into play just to to bring it down to like, um, like the very casual level. I think the same thing comes into play with, you know, you and me, Rich. Like if we're, if, if it, as Christians, as people that work at a church, even if it's just as people that attend a church, if we're gonna take like a very meaningful political stance, like like going to the, for some people, that was going to the Juneteenth celebration that we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. At which which I had a couple conversations with people afterwards. Like you have to be aware that you're going to be having conversations, don't be surprised because of that. Don't be surprised when people talk to you afterwards about that. Like, you know, don't, you don't spend the entire night not sleeping and prepping and, and taking notes and all this other stuff. But like, know no, know, know who you are, know where you are, right. um,
2: and just be mindful about I it. I talked to you before about that. Like sometimes the the decisions we we've made, um, I would say especially us three, the way we, I know we we we've, we've gone into some waters that were probably like a little uncomfortable, right? But when we do that. like i am so tired of the assumptions on people nobody even asks us they're just like well you're going why are you going there like and then some people Mm -hmm. like always think it's something political and if they knew us they would know that and we always say we're not a political church and everybody wants us to be and that's that that's more questions i can get into like (laughs) i think i had that last question like yeah, is there ever a time, and this can get be so controversial, just even sharing. Is there ever a time where um, you would want your pastor to tell you who to vote for? Because that was a huge thing in the last several yeah. elections. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be that's easy. That'd thing. be
0: so easy, right? Because then you could just go to whatever church you know you with the with the pastor that you agree with, right? Yeah. But that's not. First of all, it's not fair. Secondly, it's not their job like if they are their way I think they're way off base for the most part of, of what their what their role is yeah yeah absolutely
1: right. I, I would say I mean yeah the, to me in my opinion you know your pastor can certainly give you guidance on hey like this is who is aligning more so with you know uh, the, the values in the heart of Christ um, and, and walking you through what the heart of Christ even looks like because I feel like that's a huge issue in the church in America right now is that we're not looking truly at what is the heart of Jesus Christ instead of instead of that we're looking at what is it that we've always known as Christianity? Mm. Um, And and when you really look at, you know, I allude a lot to the Matthew uh, 25 and 14 passage, looking at the least of these and trying to serve those who truly are the marginalized and those who are, have been at the bottom of the totem pole of society for, for ages and, and really seeing that gives us a glimpse into Jesus's heart. And we can really see right there, that's a priority for him. Mm. So that should be a priority for us, but that's not always the case. And so, it really does depend on the church that you go to. Yeah. Sometimes you will go to certain churches where they don't prioritize the least of these. And that's reflected in, in how they might vote. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
0: So I, I think one of my greatest questions is um, I, I think that there's a, a cognitive dissonance that exists where people say, you know, I hate politics. But I, I think what they're really meaning through that is is they hate political people. They mm. hate the the type of person that's. You know, overly energetic about it, extremely passionate, willing to just throw hands immediately you're like right out of the gate. So, and and that's the majority of people that I've come into contact with as well, I, especially over the last election. Rich, I know you've um, talked to a bunch of people at Fellowship and outside of Fellowship that just were ready to like die on every single hill, right? Yeah. And and it, it, it's a it's scary, but it's also like it also starts to really work up this mindset of like if you are into politics as like a hobby like if you're really into it um do you just become this person you obviously haven't and so my, my question is like what is that safeguard what do you do differently that makes you not an unreasonable person to, to <laughs> deal with and communicate with and yet this is still something that you're passionate about
1: yeah i i think i had to just realize that i'm not the only person in, in the world with an opinion mm. and i have to listen a lot more listening than mm. than talking, and especially when you're elected and you're serving a community of fifty thousand, you realize that very quickly that I've got a lot of listening to do. And you know, I I know I have my values that I stand on, and no one's going to change that. But I have a lot of listening to do to to understand the people that I serve, and so that I can best meet their needs too. Um, and if I don't listen to them, and I just want to just keep pushing along and blocking people out. Um, then I, I'm going to make some decisions that's going to take a lot of people off because I'm not listening. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm not. I'm not serving their interest uh, for, for for what's what's good for the community. Um, well, you are, so you have to listen.
2: Yeah, yeah. And as, as I cut you off, yep. by the way, no, sorry. you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, you're good. But what I was interesting, and Ben just alluded to, like what, and I told you this as well, Ed, in the in the past, like how often people with me. I would meet with them for coffee, and that was not the—politics was certainly not the agenda at all. And how many of them just—it got into it, because they wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about it so bad. And I'm like, man, if we can just get people to talk about Jesus that way, like, I'm dying to talk about Jesus right now. But it's always like this politics, and we don't even do that with sports. Like, it's just—this was the the last couple years. I couldn't believe how often, in the middle of the conversation, I'm like, I don't even know how we got here. And I'm fascinated by it, so. Yeah, yeah. And and it's
0: really gotten to a point where there's just so many— there's so much so many stigmatized groups there's so many stereotyped uh kind of labels i almost wish we could just hit a reset button like i guess my my challenge a little bit towards for for all christians right now is to just like reset your political compass a little bit just like put the needle back to north stop if someone says you know oh no you know i'm a i'm a I'm pretty liberal. You know, rather than saying, oh, okay, so that means X, Y, and Z, ask a question instead, be like, oh, okay, so like what do you think about this? Right? Rather than just assuming that you understand the person. Cause I feel like that's really and I, I get tripped up with that all the time. All the time. I'm on dates. We're like, we're I mean politics don't even necessarily come up, but like we're talking about uh, you know, like how do you feel about you know open relationships? How do you feel about this kind of thing? Have you ever been to pride? Do you like pride? Was all this other stuff? You know, one answer that they give. You know, I got to catch myself because sometimes I'll pull 10 out of that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've dated you before. I know what this is like. I know exactly what this is like. Um, and, and I really have to watch myself with that. I think that it's so easy to do politically as well. Ross, I'm curious to know, like, from your perspective as a, as a youth pastor, what, what's going on, like, as far as the generation kind of below us, me and you, like, in high school and everything like that? Are they, like, involved at all? Like, politically, like, do they have... Are they in... Are they, like... Do they talk about it? Or are there conversations or anything like that? Or...
3: I don't know. I feel... I guess there's... I, I feel like it's not taught enough mm. in politics in general, in school. Uh, but as a whole, like, the president always just becomes memes, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and... But, yeah, I think... Most, though, follow, like, what they see in media, I guess, as well, um, what, whatever celebrity they're following, what they, uh, endorse and stuff, so I feel like media and and celebrities are a huge influence on that, but as far as, like, actual teaching politics and, and kind of, like, being young, like, oh, you can actually do this and get involved in this, it's not for the 56-year-old people, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um isn't really taught I guess sure all
1: right I I would love to piggyback off that too if if that's that's okay I just as far as youth I've seen in the past three or four years um definitely a a jumping into activism and social activism and getting involved in advocating for different policy changes and so getting involved in politics that way maybe not necessarily um Mm -hmm everybody's running for office i have seen an increase in that as well but yeah. just a lot of social activism from our youth and young generation and it makes sense because historically you know social movements have been led by young people you know martin luther king was 26 or 27 when he was grabbed by a, a group of ministers to to lead the civil rights movement right yeah, so they are yeah. Yeah, right right um, so they, they're very young starting out and uh you know i remember that you know shortly after um you know the ins- that what happened in florida uh parkland the the shooting there was a whole entire group of young people across the country that were really like "Enough is enough, and we're tired of seeing these school shootings, and you are gonna do something about it um and that was the first time that I've really seen like my even when I graduated, my class wasn't that involved, you know, but two years later they said enough is enough and they really got involved yeah definitely i I agree with that when it comes to like uh social
3: issues and advocacy for that like i can see teenagers are definitely um leading the way in that like you said um when it comes to that and Absol- just being, yeah
0: i i think it's just it's so much a matter of it. like yeah you understand it and and also <laughs> like it's scarier like, you're less, free- and, and maybe you can speak to this, Rich,
2: but, like, you're less jaded as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, feel like I every time— I knew it was an old, other- old person thing when you looked at me, so— But, no, you're right, and <laughs> no, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You're mm-hmm. old, and you become cynical, and you're like—and then you old people be like, there's nothing I can do. It's too late. And there's nothing going to change, and they right. get discouraged. So that's yeah. really interesting to learn about the young people and their energy, and their— and, and and we we also talked about, on one of our podcasts, how the young people have a heart for— so many different communities like like the old people don't right i'm in such a minority right here as an old <laughs> it's person not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, that's what I, what I, was, I wasn't trying to say that old people don't
0: like to get involved what i'm saying is that like i f- i feel like and and correct me if i'm wrong rich but when an election comes around for for us on this side of the room right we haven't we participated in like two three maybe four of them i i don't remember but like 20, you know what I mean? Maybe you, like considerably more. And so I, I voted I think, for Lincoln. Okay, um. <laughs> so basically all I'm saying is that, um, you know, for, 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 for people that are like, you know, 56 years old, it gets to feel a little bit like, oh, it's that time again, right? Rather mm. than this is an actionable, yeah. this is a real time where I can like impact the people around me, where I can, where I can have an impact.
2: Now it's just like another event on the calendar, right? Yeah. Well, True. I mean, it's really just in, in you guys talking, what has changed the most that came to mind is how. First of all, we know every news bit right when it comes out, so we know right. everything about the president. If he trips, we're gonna see it, and, and we, we do. And
0: we do uh, with the yeah, getting up into the, the plane. I, yeah, but that memes, wasn't. Um, yes.
2: That wasn't like. First of all, like I think because because I am much older. When I was younger, nobody. Some like Saturday Night Live, they would make fun of the president, but it wasn't like a thing they do now. Everybody's making fun of you said the memes and all that. So, and then there was also like, um, I think all of us have a heart, like we should be always praying for our president. But now it just seems like no matter who's in the office, everybody's getting insulted. Everybody's like, who would want that position? I can see that's part of politics too. I can't understand. It's like, you're no matter what, you can't win, but get, that's ministry too. If we're, if we're going to be perfectly honest, you, you, you know, you're, mm, that's you're losing true. some battles true. there as I, well. I but. think it's just
0: leadership in um, yeah. very high context uh power structures it's very it's very much gonna be a uh, a game of like someone's making decisions at the top everyone underneath that is going to be like i would do better i could do a better job than that and they're going to have so many opinions about it
1: true and they oftentimes, and frankly, I can say this being involved now in politics, they don't have all of the, the data information, the, the backstory of how everything came to be. And that's, that's part of the problem to me, too. It's like, you know, I try to promote transparency because it's like, if people don't know everything that mm-hmm. happened in a situation, um, they don't know all the details. Sometimes you can't disclose it. There's legal th- reasons mm-hmm. and stuff, but in, in the scenarios where you can, You should try to share that information so that people can know and be educated and have an educated uh, populace on these issues um, so that we can come to better conclusions together. That's my opinion on it. That's the biggest opinions
2: the ones that are furthest from the problem? Isn't that normally what happens?
1: That's the (laughs) truest truest. Let me tell you
2: what I would
0: do to change that. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Transparency is, I think, maybe what is most sought after. Yeah. What is absolutely by the greatest number of people on every on every side of the political spectrum right. just that there is so much of a screen from everyone distrusts everyone everyone thinks everyone else is out to get specifically them i remember right. my mom i'm gonna take a little shot at my mom right now because i still make fun of her for this but i remember coming home one day and she stopped doing this so it's not like she, it was a single th- single event but i came home one day uh, over for for lunch and she had the the echo unplugged yeah and i was like oh i was gonna play some music she goes oh i don't want kamala and i was like all right all right listen we're gonna plug it back in we're gonna listen to some music she's not gonna she doesn't need to know about you
2: specifically laura ice no one no one no one cares your poor mom called out on a podcast i call her <laughs> out all i'm saying is like and she's I, probably the only one listening to our podcast so i mean that's we're gonna lose our audience is what we're all gonna do. i'm saying <laughs> all i'm saying is that
0: i think everyone needs to take a step back and, and breathe yeah. and calm down yeah. the, the fear games are Absolutely. at an all-time high yeah the, mo- the fear mongering is insane yeah um especially in extremely uh, i'll just say it like extreme like older communities are so susceptible to that because it is scary um and it's hard to watch it, it, I mean honestly it's 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 so difficult to watch this I think disheartening like, open, I, like happening over and over again
2: yeah when what's like when I look at somebody like Ed right I'm like seeing a guy who wants wants to change uh, 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 he's so inspiring to me and and I I pray for him because of what people can do to him. Because if you keep getting beaten down, right at one point you're like, we're not going to even change that anymore. Who cares? We yeah. won't change it because nobody's listening to me anyway. And um, so I think that's going back to what you said. When, when you get older, you just like, and you get so much. They, they nobody measures anybody's heart anymore. You're like if like I know I could I'll speak for it. Like if the, people knew his heart, mm-hmm. they would like. Be on board more instead of just assuming yeah. the worst and assuming like oh no we can't be doing that yeah. so yeah. yeah it's too bad um true. just being mindful true. though i mean like that's i agree with
0: you totally true so like how do what do we do about it like what's the what's the goal then
2: i know because ed can't meet one-on-one with every single person a <laughs> That'd be cool anything, right? I, I
1: wish
0: i wish um yeah. what's your uh i hate to say like best practices but what would you say is like one of the biggest things that that Christians can do to um, just have a better outlook towards politics and not be so afraid to like engage in discussion or on the other side of the spectrum not decimate every conversation that they have with you know super toxic yeah. extremely one-sided uh, conversations
1: yeah um, yeah I, I gotta say it, it's got to go back again to be listening more and, and being more open to what other people's opinions are and what they have to say. You don't have to agree with it, but you definitely need to come to the table and, and recognize that, um, at the end of the day, your opinion is not the end all be all. There's other people who have other life experiences, whether they're black, white, you know, uh, Latinx, Asian American, uh, gay, straight, no matter what they are, they have different experiences. And that is at the end of the day, what we have to realize. And so for me, um, we have to, I'm going to just say it. It may not be popular to say, but we have to stop idolizing personalities. We have to stop idolizing political parties. We have to stop idolizing people because, uh, you know, they, they, they get up there and they stand up to the left or they stand up to the right. Like that to me has to stop. Because for us as Christians to be intellectually honest and start leading in these debates, we have to take the stage and start uh, shaping the, the, the conversation to be, again, more like the heart of christ more about what are the priorities for the heart of jesus the least of these and so if we don't start being that voice and leading in this country it's gonna fall to these other groups it's gonna fall to the to the extreme of each side and and that's all we're going to continue to see so you know that i know that's a tough pill to swallow for, is, for yeah. some people but i that's honestly how i feel and i feel like we as a church have a huge moral responsibility to to speak up and stand up and start shaping these conversations Absolutely. in America. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. I think huge things happen when that silent majority starts to grumble. Absolutely. Right. It starts to actually get a little bit louder. Absolutely. Because otherwise those, you know, twelve people on both sides of the spectrum are just gonna dominate the entire discussion. Yeah. And it's and you no one no one will get a word in.
1: And honestly, if I can even just piggyback just one thing, you know, the question that you asked earlier about can you be an all in believer and still be successful in politics? So, I mean, I even want to give like a, a different answer for that. Cause I feel like how do we define that success mm. even? Right. So the success can be defined by, yeah, I, you know, you were elected to maybe a school board or maybe you didn't win. Maybe you're not, on any type of board or commission, but you led a charge to change uh, a policy, you led a charge to fight for, uh, you know, the, 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 the kids in the school system or, or some sort of justice initiative, you, you were successful. Um, you may not have became the president of the United States, but you still were successful and you changed lives. So I feel like us as Christians, again, we have to also look at that, How, what is the impact and the level of impact that we can have while staying true to our values. Success looks different, and we don't always have to, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about you know, the world trying to cave in on us and, and twist our arm. We can be able to stand up and say, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna you know, fall for you <laughs> in yeah. what you're trying to push us to do, but at the same time, we're not gonna give up on our cause. We're not going to give up on our cause. And again, that leads us back to the the kings and, uh, you know, the the exes of the day and and the people who had those beliefs and, and continued to fight. Absolutely. No, I like
2: what you just said about success too, because as a Christ follower, our success has to be different. It's got to be a different definition, right? Because we're, we're put here on a short time on earth to glorify God. Yeah. So if we, if our success is by how much money we make and how much power we have, and and, and that's a whole different topic too. Being uh, in the in the political field, how you know when when you're handed power like that, how hard it is to to um, you know pe- enough people patting you on the back. I know that'd be dangerous for me, especially when I was all of your ages. Oh my gosh, I would have never made it. But you guys are far more mature than I but even like even like taking
0: that um just even like another step like really really defining the success of what your your conversations are so like you're having a difficult conversation i'm having a difficult conversation with you rich because we have very uh, opposite views about stuff as a christ follower the 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 success of this conversation is not me convincing you that i'm right it's that you feel like you were loved right Mm. that's I really feel like redefining our interactions like that rather than having it be, you know, politically guided. Now it's spiritually guided, even though we're talking
2: about something that's not
0: necessarily yeah. spiritual, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: love—we've we we've been talking about this, I, even as a church, to, you know, to love somebody is to, is to listen to them. And you said that so well earlier. like, and I know, believe me, and I know you've been in conversations really, you wanted to cut that in half <laughs> and how long you're listening, but that shows love, and, they, and then they feel heard, and then— hopefully then they'll listen to you and, and mm, you know, yeah. so yeah. sometimes that doesn't always work. Or either, they'll just keep on talking doesn't. to you and then they'll call you again. Right. And then you're right, like, all right, right well, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It but is a, uh,
3: it is a, a any, game. Do you have anything oh. else for I feel like it's kind of answered, but I was like, what's on my mind is I know some people and some Christians are kind of doomsdayist in the sense of like, um, what I mean by that is they kind of feel like there's no hope. For even m- being able to make some sort of difference, like you're fighting a system, you're fighting an enemy. Oh,
0: I super don't. I feel like every po- every like decision on a on a political basis is like choosing between two evils. Like every single time, <laughs> it's just a matter of like, all right, well, who do I dislike less, right? So I yeah. definitely feel that, Ross.
3: Um, but you kind of answered it in in the terms of how you define success already, and like, and being able to m- make effects and changing people's lives on a local level.
0: Mm. I I think that's so huge. One of the greatest struggles that people deal with right now in the information age is is their field of vision gets so wide that things seem impassable, right? When the world is said to be flatter than ever, right? You know everything that's going on everywhere around the world, but it's it's not actually it's it's spiky. There are we're hyper aware of certain areas, and we don't know what's going on everywhere else, right? But there's like ten places across the world that we really know. Really defining your understanding of like, there's terrible stuff going on in the world, absolutely. But like, what is within your sphere of influence? What can you really impact? And what's around you? And making that the thing that defines. You know, whether or not you're going to feel like the entire world is on top of you or not, whether or not you feel like there's any hope, instead of looking at situations on, you know, across oceans and feeling hopeless, look at situations in your community and realize that, like, these are actionable things, like real things that you can impact. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to find so much of that hope, I think.
2: Wouldn't you say that, that that's like the like we can we can do our very best in our community we can make that vote really does count and I remember somebody said that to me during the last election because everybody's tense and everybody's stressed out and he's like well make sure you you vote locally in your you know community that's a big impact you know not 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 to not vote for the our president as well but you know I just thought yeah that is it's the initial impact you can make and who knows Mm -hmm. where that can go so
1: absolutely I mean and it's more of a you know structural view of looking at it but yeah the, the government that's closest to you is the one that has the best the most impact on you mm-hmm. um you know from your city council to your school board to your state reps and to your governor like those are the the people that i i tend to try to focus on who's running for those offices a little bit more than i stress about who's going to be the next president that's mm-hmm. important too but i just know that uh, regardless of who's president um you know what, what changes most is in my town and in my state and, and if I want to try to control that, I need to be advocating on those levels just as fiercely, if not more, Absolutely, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. as fiercely, we go, we go very hard for the national level and still end up losing for the person that we wanted to win or lose or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I can have more of a voice in my town where my vote is going to go toward this, this mayor or this Definitely. city council person or Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good.
2: You have anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off, Ed? You are awesome. Man, this Appreciate was great. <laughs> I'm glad you thought I'm, I'm,
1: so. I'm glad. I mean, you, you all do do a phenomenal job. You know, I just I, I love Fellowship Church. I love the, you know the people. My wife and I visit often. You know, we're every time we come, we feel welcome and and loved. And so, you know, just continue to do what you're doing with this podcast. I really feel like, again, like I said before, that uh, the church has an obligation to tackle these issues. So, thank you for giving me the platform to even kind of share today. Um, you know, what I feel, my thoughts on politics in the church. I'm
0: so glad that you came out. Um, hopefully we get to talk again at some point. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, have a have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you. My name is Ben.
2: I'm Rich.
3: I'm Ross. And I'm
0: Ed. And this has been Genuine.
2: Cool. We've done that sometimes in the uh, end, and nobody knows where to talk. Love. So you did that great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing I that. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, he's like, and I was like, and I made it like, <laughs> like literally a minute. <laughs>